This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to On the Bench. This is Brendan Sinone. I am joined by Christopher Nee, Joshua Newberg. Josh bringing the energy this morning. I like it. Even with the stocks down, buddy. Even with the stocks down. It's a bloodbath out there. The only <laughs> thing you can do is laugh. Laugh your way through it, Brendan. Laugh or cry. I got acupuncture for the first time this morning. Have you guys ever had a bunch of needles stuck into you simultaneously? It's riveting. Uh, many, many, many not, times. Not for acupuncture. <laughs> <laughs> that's, any, that's after any FSU football game uh, post-2017, right? Anywho, let's uh, let's get into this today. We're going to do a unique episode because, well, because uh, I feel like it. I'm running. I'm running this ship today. We are going to do a draft, folks. We are going to look at this roster. Christopher Nee and I are going to pick teams, and we're going to pick each player. So I'm going to be like, I got the first pick. I'm taking blank. And then Chris is going to be like, I got this guy. And our job is to fill a full 25 man roster. Uh, 22 guys on each side, three wild card players, and and see who wins head to head. Josh, on a scale of one to ten, how excited are you for this practice? <laughs> I don't like I don't like to do my own fantasy drafts, like in real life for fantasy football. I'm I'm in two or three leagues every year, and I really don't like even doing those. So I'm sure this is going to be great. Willie, stop licking yourself. Sorry, dog was pause. Going, oh, going to uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, weird. I I love drafting. Uh, look, I got. I got charts here with like colors coded and which round I want to take guys in for this one. Don't look at it oh too closely. I don't want Chris to, to know. Yep, here's my preparation. <laughs> just Chris is waving his hand. He just showed up. We're all in a good mood right now. It's been a, been a minute since we've been together to do the podcast, all three of us. So this is nice. We're back into football form. Like there was an actual football game on Saturday. Did you guys watch it? I fell asleep at 8 p.m. So I didn't watch Central Arkansas. I watched the first half and the beginning of the third quarter and then passed out in the hotel room I was in. It's it's real, yeah. fellas. It's here. It was real. I flipped it on for a little bit in the second quarter. It was just I wanted to also see the atmosphere, like what it was like. Um, you know, they had I think two thousand people in there. I think most of them were like friends and family, mm-hmm. but I think some fans got in. It'll. I'm just kind of interested to just see uh, how that affects play because we're kind of seeing it in the NBA playoffs. Right. There's not right. a uh, there's not a home court home field advantage necessarily. You don't see the big momentum shifts. You don't see teams going down real big and making huge runs to come all the way back. It seems so. Well, a little bit of difference in in gameplay. So I'm eager to see how that plays out in football. I have no idea how it translates to football, but like in the NBA, the offensive numbers are putting up are crazy, and I have mm-hmm. an idea. I, I have a theory that it has to do with not having fans like in the in the periphery and in a cleaner shooting shooting vision. I don't know how that. James Blackman's going to complete 80% of his passes this season, I think is the takeaway. That's how it translates. <laughs> Good Lord, hot takes five minutes in. <laughs> Before we get to the draft, I want to go over a few odds and ends from this past week, from the last time we were on the podcast, some developments with the football team. And, and if you can't hear the energy in my voice, there's like football is in the air, and that's the whole point of this 
this podcast is we are turning our attention to the very realistic likelihood that FSU is going to be playing in less than two weeks, going to open the season against Georgia Tech. So camp has wrapped. They finished it up on Saturday. Uh, let's see. I, I want to go over a few of my big takeaways. But before that, uh, Joshua Kando, he got to smash the rock, this symbolic rock. Chris, do you want to fill the people in on, on what that gesture means, what it means to smash the rock under Mike Novell? Well, I, I think it's just a show of you've worked hard to get to this moment together in camp. They signed the rock. It was a collection of the team and Kando being the one to be picked by that. I think Josh Storms probably said it best. People outside of that circle are never going to understand how significant it is that he is the one that was selected to do that moment. That kind of earmarks the end of camp and the turning to the college football season for the team. So that goes into, I'm pulling up my, my list here of the five. Wait, that's takers. not it. That's what? not it. Well, There's got, it's got to be a deeper meeting, right? Like Florida State, the goal for Florida State is to make it first back to the top of the ACC and then back to the to the eventual top. So don't you think that the smashing of the rock, you know, eventually if they want to get past their goals, they got to beat who? Who else touches a rock? Clemson? Clemson. Yeah. So maybe smashing no, they, that rock. Saturday's rock and Howard's rock, are they're not even the same rock family. This is a great theory, Josh. I gave it a go. Until you realize that Mike Norvell did it at Memphis as well. Well, he was at Memphis and he wanted Clemson. That's that's clearly what Josh is getting. And the Memphis Tigers and the Clemson Tigers? Huh? Huh? It all Uh, equals smashing the rock. I get it. It it is symbolic, but the fact that it's Joshua Kando who's picked to do this, and that that was my first big takeaway. We had heard all preseason Joshua Kando turning the corner, Joshua Kando dominating camp. You keep hearing this over and over again, and, and I know there, there are skeptics out there who are going to say, well, Joshua Kando hasn't done this before, always beating up on the weakness of FSU's roster, the offensive line. Josh is raising his hand. Do you believe that? I mean, I'm, I'm skeptical. You're skeptical? You're I'm not skeptical. I'm skeptical. But and, and to your point, the, the, the staff, the players on the team, like Kando's gotten a mention somehow, some way, nearly every day of practice, whether it be from Norvell, one of the coordinators, or even one of his play- teammates. I'm buying because um, mm-hmm. Kando's always been good. We've always known Kando was good. I used to joke he was a creative player, you know, that, that he was a guy that we kind of looked at and he just is what a football player should look like. Injuries have obviously been a big issue. The only caveat I give all of that is I kind of concern myself that the offensive line at FSU isn't that good, therefore making him look a little better than he may actually be in practice. But I do think we're going to get the best version of Kando this coming year, and I do think it's going to be pretty good. Even if he's dominant in practice, and the caveat, Chris, is that the offensive line is subpar still at Florida State, especially if we're saying the tackles aren't doing great against Joshua Kando. Should say that translate over to him being an above-average defensive end in the ACC? Like, that's all you really need with the defensive line, with the interior line, the way it's set up. So, like, if Kando gives you six, seven sacks and is just uh, above-average defensive end at the Power 5 level, like, hell yeah, that's a, that's a win. I'm with you, though, Chris. Like, I'm buying on Kando, too. I think of the three of us, I've typically been the most skeptical of Kando over the years or as skeptical as, as you guys, but I've never been one to necessarily totally buy into him. And I feel like this year I'm, I'm kind of doing that. So that was one of my takeaways is that he's seemingly turning the corner. The second takeaway I had from camp, this defense seems to be really deep. Now, is this going to be an elite top 10 type of defense? I'm not ready to go there yet, fellas, but the, the depth they have with the, the four defensive tackles, if Kando gives you something on the edge, that front looks good. The linebacker depth is apparently as good as it's been in years. In the secondary, I think they think they can go too deep at every single position. So uh, the floor of that room 
under a cohesive uh, Adam Fuller-led defense, I think it's going to be better. I think so much of it has to do with parts being better, making the sum of everything better. If you have a better pass rush, your secondary is going to look better. They're not being sold out to dry. You know, they're not sitting back there waiting for somebody to get home for five, six, seven seconds. And if the linebacker group, which I believe may be the most improved group on this football team this coming year, does take that big leap, I think that makes a world of difference because teams have picked on FSU to the middle of the field so much, which then allows them to exploit middle of the field vertically down the field. And that's been a massive issue for several years. Truthfully, that dates back to the Louisville debacle at Louisville when Louisville figured that out and just started eating FSU alive on the seams. Let's see. My third point was that the offense still very much so a work in progress, and it's going to be really, really young. I think we're assuming, and this was the fourth point, J.B., uh, James Blackman's going to be quarterback one after that looking very likely it's going to be a freshman quarterback Tate Rotemaker looking at the depth chart on running back it's going to be Jay Sean Corbin probably and a few of those freshman running backs are going to be factoring as well offensive line you're going to have at least two second year players starting with Darius Washington and Dante Lucas plus Thomas Trader and uh and uh, oh, who's the tackle, Chris? Help me out here. Devontae Love Taylor, who came in from FIU. Oh, you no, know, the backup. I'm trying to think of the depth chart. Robert oh, Scott. Ch- Chasnew. Oh, Robert Scott. All of you, you did not help me at all there. That's I'm okay. sorry, buddy. Thought you're, I thought you were looking for the starting five. I didn't uh, think you were going too deep. I'm just going to the, the youth of the offense in general. And then even at tight end, Cam McDonald's a junior, but has never really started before at the position. And, and White Record has only played the position for a couple months. So in general, outside of wide receiver, it's a very young group. Uh, and I think, Chris, we've we've seen throughout the preseason that that's led to some some snags at times against a more depthy and talented defense. Yeah, if you can't block it up, up front, you're kind of dead in the water. But even moving on from that point with the offense, you know, at receiver, you know what you got in Terry and Hilton, but then you're kind of wondering who's the next guy up. You know, is it going to be Pokey Wilson? Is Warren Thompson going to take that next step? Is it going to be somebody you skip down the depth chart and you find a freshman like Kentron Tron doing it? You know, that's a big question at running back. I think we all agree Corbin is probably number one, but I think that's going to be a group effort. I also think it's going to be essential for that group to be an effective uh, pass catching option for this offense because of the fact that tight ends just not going to be what they want it to be. It uh, it doesn't have the personnel to be what they want to be. It's not going to be able to block to the level they want to block with because Jordan Wilson's gone. And from a re- receiving standpoint, after Cam McDonald, it kind of it really drops down, in my opinion. I just don't I, – I think tight ends a group probably among all 10 of the position groups on the two sides of the ball that you probably feel the worst about in the sense of just what you got at your disposal. You just tipped your hand for the draft game that's coming up. Before we get to that, uh, let's see the fifth and final point. Mike Norvell, I think we're starting to see. I'm not saying it's totally there yet. I think a lot of it's going to be contingent on what happens on the field this season in terms of believing in him. But to me, there are signs of early buy-in of players getting a few weeks to work with him consecutively now on the football field, kind of seeing what he's all about. I I think that, and they see their game improve, I think, you start compounding one good day on top of another that leads to confidence that leads to trust. That just is something that FSU players haven't really been able to have in coaches for a few years now, about three or four years to, to legitimately have trust that the coach is guiding you in the right direction. I think we're starting to see that just based on some of the, the things we're hearing out of camp. Yeah. His messaging is very consistent and that's true at the next level of the assistant coaches, coordinators, and assistants. The messaging top to bottom is very consistent It feels like a staff that's very in sync. And I think that's a very important point because I don't really feel like FSU has had that 
for at least the last three years. I don't think there's been any point where you felt like a staff was entirely on the same page with the exact same message, everybody kind of working towards the same goal in the same way with the same work ethic across the board. And that's something that I think is going to be kind of nice. I think players who have been here, especially through two transitions, fully recognize that. So for the rest of this week, we're going to have, I think, three media availabilities, uh, all remotely from what I can understand. Coming up this week, we're recording this on the Monday. I expect it to be tomorrow on Tuesday and then two more days throughout the week. And then we'll be in game week, fellas. So we'll probably have one more episode by the end of the week here, but it's some house cleaning uh, for you. Before we move on to Josh, you ready? Commissioner Newberg, we are going to have the 2020 FSU draft. Uh, the rules real quick. Knee uh, is going to draft 25 players. I'm going to draft 25 players. We're going to go back and forth. We need to have a starting offense and defense, three reserves, no specialists. We take our turns. And at the end, we'll ask you guys whether you're cheering for the box checkers or the landing stickers. Boy, that sounds like a lot of fun. (laughs) (laughs) It is going to be a lot of fun. You know what else is fun, Josh? Go ahead. What, What else is fun? Having a strong, balanced portfolio because it's fun to have more money. It sure is, Brendan. But who can help the fine listeners of On the Bench make sure their money is being managed managed properly? Funny you should ask, Joshua, because I know a guy who can help. Hmm. Dan Garland of Evershore Financial. Dan Garland of Evershore Financial? Brendan, tell the folks more. Right now, we're experiencing some of the most difficult economic circumstances of all time. In times like these, it's important to have a financial plan for your finances. Dan Garland and Greg Abdallah are financial professionals and diehard Seminoles. As professionals with specialties in current financial position analysis, investments, retirement planning, risk management, and life insurance, you can get a comprehensive financial plan to help guide you to your long-term goals. Dan and Greg are FINRA-registered financial professionals with Evershore Financial Group. With four offices in Florida and clients all over the country, you know you can get individualized help from someone who cares. Call Dan today at 321-304-4026 for a no-obligation consultation. One more time, that's 321-304-4026. Separate from the financial plan and our role as financial planner, we may recommend the purchase of specific investment or insurance products or accounts. These product recommendations are not part of the financial plan and you are under no obligation to follow them. Dan Garland and Greg Abdallah are registered representatives and investment advisor representatives of Securing Financial Services, Inc. Securities and investment advisory services offered through Securing Financial Services, Inc., member of FINRA, SIPC. Evershore Financial Group is independently owned and operated, 750 North Maitland Avenue, Maitland, Florida, 32751. We're back on the bench. I am Commissioner Josh Newberg, as Brendan said earlier, and I am hosting the 2020 FSU Draft. Running the landing stickers and picking first overall, we have GM Brendan Sinone. This is where the intro music should come on. Sinone comes from a long line of failed fantasy football teams. <laughs> He's one of those weirdly proud UCF alums. And he joined Knowles 24-7 at the right time. But he has carved out a nice nice little anxiety-ridden niche for himself in the market. And needless to say, I'm excited to see his mind at work during today's draft. Uh, Coming in second, picking second, I should say, and running the box checkers, GM 
Christopher Knee. Knee is the wily old veteran of the Knowles 24-7 staff, despite not technically, you know, being the oldest of the group. It's more of his lifestyle. Knee is a legend, an alum. Hell, he's a five-star on and off the field. Will his old school mentality win out? Or will it be the new school analytics of Brendan? What you decide. <laughs> All right, who's up first? Uh, landing stickers are up first. So I go, one, this is all Chris's idea. I think we need to- We're, we're doing a snake system. So Sinone gets one, but I get uh, two, three, then he gets four, five, so on and so No, well, not four, five. Just after I get to four, then we just go back and forth. Oh, okay. All right. But Works just, for me. Just, just to wait. That, that, could, that completely changes my strategy. Thank God I have 10 minutes between every pick. It's not really a snake system anymore. Yeah, Josh, if you get mad, this is Chris's idea from like three months ago. No, no. We got 50 picks. I got the next two and a half hours cleared. So <laughs> we got time. At what point do you think we're going to realize this is a terrible idea? All right, like, I'm on the clock. I, I'm giving you guys five 34. Right. So, no, you're up. You're on the clock. First right. overall, who you got? You've had, you've had a moment to think of this. I've been thinking about this for 24 hours now. I have all my papers in front of me. I'm going to be making notes the entire time. With the first overall pick of the 2020 FSU draft, the landing si- – s- damn it, stickers. I can't stick the landing. Or the beginning. the landing. They understand the value of what it means to protect your quarterback. Mm. They understand where championships are won in the trenches. We are going with a viable option at left tackle because it doesn't exist in many other places on the board. We are going with Darius Washington, left tackle, with our first overall pick. Upset special. Nee, you have two picks. I'm second and the third overall. I'm going with the best player on the roster, Marvin Wilson. Oh, I was hoping you would do that, you fool. Then I'm going with the second best player on the roster, Mr. Tamori Terry. Oh, damn, that one hurts. Wow. All right. So let me snake back to you. All right, hang on. I'm, this is happening too fast. I'm trying to make the notes. Washington. I got it. I got it. I got oh, okay. Hold. You're good. Okay. I'm the right. commissioner. What? Uh, <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't trust you. What are you paying me all this Patreon money <laughs> for? <laughs> too soon. Too all right, you're up. Fourth soon. overall. We're going from here on out. We go one and one. Bookend tackles, baby. Devontae Love Taylor at four. Wow, it looks like I'm going to be playing some arena league style offensive line with three guys up front. So I just, that's, I just, that's, that's going to be a blast. Um, you know, I was going to go Love Taylor, so I have to admit you did steal my next pick. I'm going to go with, we're, we're going to solidify that front. I'm going Josh Kando. I'm buying. Oh, that hurts. Oh. All right. So. To you, Sinone, we're done with the snaking. Uh, Jay Sean Corbin at running back. He's going – we're building We're building up here with a strong foundation, good offensive line, good running back. Okay. Knee, seventh overall pick. I, I feel very confident in Murray Gaynor, so I'm rolling the dice and going there. Mm, I thought you were going to maybe handcuff him with the quarterback there, but okay. Sinone, eight. My board is falling together so perfectly, I don't know how to absorb it all. Um – you know what? Just going to keep building the trenches. Dante Lucas inside. I like that left side of the line. <laughs> you know, hold on. As an outsider, I do understand how much Knee thinks of Chaz Neal. So this could be the play here, but, but we'll see with ninth overall where he goes. Uh, defense wins championships, gentlemen. So Asante Samuel Jr. That's like Josh's 35th guy on his board. Yeah, I would not have gone there, but... 
I'm not going to say that out loud because I don't want him in my Twitter mentions. All right, Brandon, 10th overall. I'm going to go yourself with Brownlee. Just value here. Oh, I forgot to put him on my board. Hang on. <laughs> don't tell him that. Again? 10th <laughs> <laughs> pick overall. Who you got? Get it in. You're the, you're this is pivotal. Okay, hey, my heart's pounding right now because this is going to make or break, I think. Um, just with value right now and what the replacement level is, my analytic brain is thinking, I'm going to go Cam McDonald at tight end. What a waste of a pick. All right. So it we're now at 10. So let's just take a breather. Um, recap real quick. So Darius Washington goes one overall. That was a bit of a surprise, but knowing the, the depth of FSU's offensive line, it's not shocking. Marvin Wilson goes second. Best player on the roster. Can't argue with that. Then he backs to back it with another playmaker in Tamori and Terry. Can't really fault him there. Uh, DLT goes fourth overall to Sinone, but now you can kind of see where his head's at. He's he's trying to build in the trenches. Mm-hmm. Kendo goes fifth overall. Jayshon Corbin sixth overall. A little risky coming off of an injury going sixth overall, but that running back room is scary if Jayshon Corbin goes down. Mm-hmm. He takes Amari Gaynor. So one reach after another, I see. <laughs> takes Amari Gaynor seventh overall. Dante Lucas comes in eighth because now we, we fully understand where Sinone's going with his plan. And me, I, you know, I think it's another early pick with Asante Samuel. And then I really don't know what Sinone's drinking with Cam McDonald at number 10. So now we go to number 11. Me, where you at? I'm going Travis J at safety. Ooh, that's a, wow. that's a value pick. Sinone? Uh, I'm going to go with James Blackman at quarterback. I didn't think he'd be around here this this long. He's yeah. legitimately one of two fully healthy quarterbacks on the roster right now. I am shocked to see him go really outside the top five. So, knee well, 13. One, one of us did rank him number 10 in our personal top 40, if I recall correctly. I had him number one. Yeah, no one's so. high-fiving that, Chris. That was terrible. <laughs> that was a bad it, it wasn't terrible. Um, <laughs> what is this, War Chant, where we just list him 15th overall? Talk to me when they're five and five. Hey, oh. Whoa. Um, whoa, whoa, I'm sorry. Sorry. Things people are getting li- people, people are listening to this podcast, Christopher. I know. Me, I know. It's got, not all you, his fault. Um, the buzzer's off. You're at 13. I, I feel like I got to go Brady Scott here just because, for the love of God, I need an offensive line. <laughs> you can play him at tackle, though, right? He's got to. He has no. Yeah, problem. yeah. I guess so. <laughs> all right. Sinone, 14. I was going to go with Brady Scott there just to deliver the haymaker there. He was going to be so <laughs> screwed at 14, and uh, I'm panicking now a little bit. Uh, you know what? I don't think they have a whole lot of viable options at boundary safety right now. They need a thumper. I'm going Jaden Lars Woodby, and he could play outside linebacker in a pinch so as well. So you're playing him at DB? Not, Where do you want me to put him? I'm putting him at safety, please. Safety. All right. Uh, Chris, 15th pick overall goes to you. I could see you putting the death blow. But anyway, go ahead. Keyshawn Helton. No, damn it. Ooh. Damn you, Chris. Taking key pieces off the board. I don't know who, who Sinone's, Sinone's going to be running a wing tee. I'm, I'm, I'm wanting to do just a, a petty pick right here just to get Chris back for that. Chris, I'll trade you my next pick because you don't think you need him, but I know you want him, and I'm going to take him from you if you give me Keyshawn Helton. Nope. I'm taking Robert Cooper right here. Uh, trade discussions are open for the next minute. 
I'll go with Corey Durden. No! That right there might be the nail in the coffin. Because I'm taking FSU's D-line over FSU's O-line all day. Well, are we we building... In practice, my D-line is going to kick my O-line's ass. <laughs> I didn't think we need to figure out, like, am I, is this for a head-to-head matchup against Chris? or is this? I don't know, but you're also – but, you know, that's, like, if you're – That's gonna, for the people to decide. <laughs> hold on. If you're going to build the trenches, aren't you going to, like, build the trenches with the best trench players first, like Chris did? Anyway, go. Sonone, you're at 18. Well, I'll, how about we just let the, hey, let the cards fall where they may Yeah, at the I'm going to see where this – Wait where all this uh, project leads you because I'm not sure what you're doing. We're kind of in a weird spot now. I feel like there's not a whole lot of value at this point. So I'm recalibrating. Welcome to FSU's roster when you get a bit. The big. middle, the middle of the roster is. A yeah, we've only been talking about this for four and a half months. So mm-hmm. come on, who's your 18th pick? I'm not feeling great about his preseason camp, but this is a need pick for me right now. Uh, Janarius Robinson. I agree. You, this is your first uh, defensive lineman. No, I got Robert Cooper as well. Oh, yeah. That's right. Yeah, yeah that was simply to throw salt at the other guy across the phone call. Um, I'm going to go with Emmett Rice. Okay. So, now you're at 20. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. I know we're slowing down here. This is, this is difficult. And now I'm like, do I go off of need? Do I go off of value? You know what, Chris? You know what? I'm taking Tate Rotomaker as my 25th player, as my my reserve. I see. What you <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't just take eight offensive linemen. Find your eight, like Mike Norvell wants eight. You just take eight and leave me the rest. <laughs> this is what I do in fantasy football. Once my guys start going, I just start stockpiling one position and force people to trade me later in the year when they're. Yeah, that's not going to happen because you're. I don't know what you're. How much value you're actually stockpiling? Knee uh, might as well just run Travis Jay at quarterback until Chubba Purdy gets healthy. But wait. here we are at number twenty. Wait till I take Tra- Chubba Purdy in the next pick. And he finally got off the defensive side of the ball and took Brady Scott, who now looks to be filling that left tackle spot for the box checkers. (laughs) And Sinone goes on a run at defensive tackle, taking Robert Cooper, or I'm sorry, on defensive line, taking Robert Cooper and Janarius Robinson. So now Brendan does have some semblance of an offensive line, a defensive line. He has two QBs, yet he's short a pass catcher and uh, really a secondary. Cam so, McDonald, and I got Jaden Lars Woodby. So we're going to hit the break here at, at, at number 20. We're going to take a commercial. When we get back, we're going to finish oh, about 30 picks in three minutes. We'll be right back. Introducing the Two-Way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the Two-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the Two-Way for yourself at newbalance.com. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. 
With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. And we are back. Okay, the 49th pit. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, we're at uh, 21 here. So, knee. Fill us in. Who you got at 21? You had the whole commercial break. Uh, I'm going to go with hmm. – I don't love him enough to do it. Uh, you got to go, go with your gut. We'll go with Damian Webb. I'm going with running back two here. Oh, I love it. I love it. It takes an old school mentality like Chris to go and trust a guy coming out of the Juco ranks to be a starting back. Wow, what a move. All right, Sunone, how do you counter that? So no one's going to take a punter here. I can tell. We can't hear you, moron. <laughs> no specialist. That's not allowed. <laughs> what were you muted for? I thought, God, I wonder what I wasn't muted for. I thought I was. Sinone, uh, your 22nd pick is. That was the best part of the podcast. I told you guys. What I said when I was muted is that I'm freaking out a little bit. This is too much, uh, too much pressure being put on. I mean, you just did only prep for like three days. Yeah, it's color coded. I thought it was color coded so you could do this quickly. Yeah, but see this orange part here. We're stuck in it. There's just a lot. I can of, only imagine how long it takes you to grocery shop. I love gro- I love going down every single aisle. All right, you're about three seconds from forfeiting your pick at 22 to knee. Uh, Jerry and Jones, because he's also play wide receiver DB, in a pinch. Jerry Ooh, starting cornerback and Jones. a wide receiver. Uh, knee, 23 overall. I'll go Miko Dotson. I like him as my second I like corner. that. I like that pick. I like that too. Wow. Chris, only Chris can find That's value this far into the draft. Sinone, you're up. Uh, I'm going to go with the guy who's probably been the second best defensive end in camp right now. That's Quayshawn Fuller. Hmm. I don't know how he'll respond to your leadership, but we will see. Uh, knee, you're up at 25. I'm going Hampson Nazarene, hoping I get, mm. hope, oh, hoping I get you know, a decent amount of the season out of him. I'm not sure we have him game one, but hopefully soon after. Wow. And who knows if Hamza comes back and he returns to his old self. I mean, Chris could have a second or third round pick in the NFL draft, getting him at 25. Quite a miscue by Sinone to let him fall this far. Sinone, who you got at 26? Uh... I'm going to go with uh, your boy, Bavion Johnson here, rounding out the offensive line mm. and just just furthering uh, Chris's giant gaping holes. I don't, on that Paul, side of the I don't think Bavion Johnson is going to be the answer to your question, to, to your needs. But Nee, who you got at 27? I was fine with Bavion coming off because I'll take Andrew Baselli as my center. Right. I can live with I that. I think, yeah, that's the okie doke. Uh, nee obviously set Sonone up for that. Great, great. And then Sinon responds with Maurice Smith with the next pick. Gonna put him at right that guard. That hurts because I was gonna go with him at guard. So that that is one that dings me. I'm now going to be down one offensive lineman I would have liked to have. I'm just forcing Chris to start Chaz Neal. We'll go Thomas. We'll go Thomas Schrader at one of our guards. And that is a great pick from all intel that we've received. Schrader is a guy that not only looks like he might contribute this year. Could be a keeper for knee into future seasons. All right, Sinone, who you got at 30? This is just extraordinary value at this point based on everything that we're getting out of camp. Fabian Lovett, defensive tackle. We don't love it. We like it. Knee, 31. Who you got? 
Um, I'm going to go with Warren Thompson. I'm going to buy that he finally can be receiver number three. I love it. That hurts. I love it. Chris is like the new England Patriots of the box checkers. He can, he can take anybody and make them into a champion. Sit down. You're at 32. I'm going to go Jordan Young. I like the versatility. I I need a wide receiver. Let's do it. Jordan Young. He's going to have some opportunities. That's for sure. On your team. (laughs) Chris, you're up at 33. Uh, let's see. My boy Maurice came off the board. Uh, mm. We're going to go with DJ Lundy as our inside backer playing Gainer and Rice on his shoulders. And yes, no, I know that I know that's early, but I like the kid. No, I don't think I think it's a great value pick. Needs an old school guy. I'm sure you're playing some on the offensive side of the ball as well, right? Wow. Yes, now I have a fullback. Look at me filling two spots at number 33 overall. Wow, you just don't see this all the time. Sinone, you're up at 34. I feel like Josh is stacking the deck against me with the narrative here. Uh, I'm going <laughs> to go with Ontario Wilson. Word is that he has come on very late in camp. Okay. Me, 35. We'll get our tackle, Robert Scott, off the board. Is he going to play right tackle for you? Yeah. Okay, I like that. I don't know how he's going to do it this year, but <laughs> coming years, he's going to be a something. Uh, Sinone, you're up at 36. I'm surprised he's here as well, based on everything we were hearing. He probably will start, maybe even over the guy who Chris drafted in the top five. I'm going Kalen Deloach as a stud linebacker. Mm. It'll be interesting to see if his dad demands a trade off of your team. Me, <laughs> <laughs> nee, you're 37. Be nice, Rob. We like Rob. I, I'm we love Rob. I'm just I could understand why Rob doesn't necessarily like Sinone. <laughs> um Derek McClendon. I'll get my second defensive end out there. There you go. Derek McClendon. You've heard his name mentioned a couple times. He gave me a shout out during oh, I know why you he did. Him. Yeah, he gave you the shout out during the Zoom call. Yep. And Chris made sure to put that quote up on the message board right away, too. It's great conversation. It's great back and forth with Derek McClendon. It was great. It's okay, Brandon. Not everybody knows your name. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Sinone, 38. You know who does know my name? First round pick Darius Washington said, Hey Sinone, what's up? So there, boom. That's why I took mm. him first overall. No biases. Um is he still around? Renardo Green's still around. I need a second. I need my other safety, and Renardo's can play corner or safety. I Renardo think. over Cyrus Fagan. Okay. I'm just doing this to be an asshole to Sinone. I'm taking White Rector. Well, you need a tight end. Damn. Yeah, I don't know if we can go on any further. If Sinone doesn't have White Rector, he's probably going to quit. <laughs> How about we call a trade right now? Right now. White Rector for Tate Rodemaker. I'm proposing this. Nope, nope. I'm, no, he I'm needs, Chris. I'm, Chris absolutely needs a tight end more than anything else right now. Yeah, and I'm taking Chubba Purdy. I I walked into this and planning to take Purdy, well, no matter what. All right, so it's all working out. All right, no, it, well, it's, no, you're up at forty. Ten wait, to go. Can I I'm, take Chubba, can I take Chubba Purdy just to screw Chris over? You cannot. <laughs> I will not do that, but I should. Uh, we need another cornerback. Akeem Dent's still around. A guy who, again, coming on late in, in the second half of camp. I'd like this pick for myself. No, loading up on the secondary here down the stretch. Knee 41. 
I'll go with Chaz Nail moving Brady Scott <laughs> inside the guard. Ooh, so we now have a new starting left tackle for the box checkers. It's Chaz Neal. And, and shocking that Chris moved someone to guard in the process. Opposite in true box checker fashion. So opposite, just to recap, we have Chaz Neal opposite Robert Scott. Robert those Scott. Are my, those are my tackles. With and Thomas Schrader. And Brady Scott. And, and Brady Baselli Scott. At center. And Baselia. He pieced it together, folks. Sunone, you're up 42. Uh, I'm just going to go, well, partially because of need, but value. And I understand there's some uh, red flags here. I'm going to go with DJ Matthews because, okay, you know, if he's, if he's available him at this late, hell yeah. Hell yeah. All right. DJ Matthews goes 42nd overall knee 43. It's time for Chubba. Okay. <laughs> QB Chubba Purdy comes off the board. He's injured, but we think we'll see him this year. And if, if the, if, uh, Everybody doesn't test positive for COVID on the box checkers. Then I think we see Chubba Purdy play this this season at some point. 44 to you, Sinone. Leonard Warner, starting middle linebacker at this point in the draft. What the hell are you guys thinking? That I like DJ Lundy more. Okay. That's what he's thinking, folks. All right. 45 knee. Corey Red, give me elite speed always. He also could serve as a backup running back. Quarterback. My turn. Wide right? receiver. Hold on, I'm still going you're, on and on about how great of a pick. You're getting Chris Corey Wren confused with Ja'Kai Douglas just to give Chris props. I don't like it. 46, Sinone. I can't believe you've left this guy on the board too. Stephen Dix Jr. What? What's I have that? three linebackers. Stephen Dix Jr. Some of us That's drafted the Orlando a defensive Homer player pick. before 20. So it was another Homer pick. Damn, my team's good. Oh, my God, here he goes. My team is so good. <laughs> Week three, he's like, God, I can't win. <laughs> <laughs> I've dealt with Sinone fantasy football in regular season, so I, I know what that's like. Yeah. Um, next up for me. <sighs> Lawrence Tolafilly, why not? Oh, gut punch, Chris. That's a great pick. Great pick. Sinone at, at 48. We're getting here to the end. This is uh, you got one more pick after this. The lack of the lack of skill talent on, on my roster is obviously a little alarming. So I it's want a, a guy. It's who a can, head scratcher for sure. I want a guy who could do a little bit of everything, and that's Jakai Douglas. Talk about an actual running back, wide receiver, quarterback option. Come on. All right, the last pick for me. This is always my favorite. He usually finds somebody deep in that roster that he's going to turn into a superstar. Are you taking it at 49, Chris? Well, it's going to take big country, but I feel like that's a hell of a lot to live up to. <laughs> but give me Josh Griffiths. Oh. I'm going to I'm going to strengthen the defensive end position with him. Oh, wow. What a rotation he has at defensive end. Sinone, last pick of the draft. Knee saved me because it was either be between Josh Griffiths or this other guy who was going to get mad if I left him off, and that's Jarvis Brownlee. So thank you, Chris. You saved me for myself. I like the versatility. He allows me to move some guys around in this secondary. <laughs> All right. So that that is the official end of the draft. Let me uh, let me count out the rounds like a boxing match here. Let me see who who like let me tally this up real quick. Do you want me to? I'm going to give you my do, my depth chart. You want me? Go yeah. To well, I'm tallying up who actually won. Talk about what you like about each team. Okay. Uh, Chris, do you want to go first, or would you like me to go first? No, I'll talk about both. Okay. So. <laughs> 
we got clearly two different strategies heading into this one. Chris loaded up on the defensive front. Not only did he load up on the defensive front, but he also took the best the the best talent overall on the roster. Sinone, I get what he wants to do here. He wants a workable offense. But is there really such a thing with the pieces in play? So he goes Darius Washington, number one overall. DLT with his second overall pick. Jay Sean Corbin with his third overall pick. Really heavy on the offensive side of the ball. Dante Lucas. The, it goes on and on and on. He wastes a pick to handcuff Chris Knee with Tate Rodemaker at 20. I think this is where... This is where Chris gets Brendan out of his head, and, and Chris really just takes over because Nee enters the draft with Marvin Wilson and Tamari and Terry, arguably the two biggest playmakers on the roster. Backs that up with Joshua Kando coming off the edge, and with everything Mike Norvell has said about him, I don't think you can pass on him at five. Whew. Amari Gaynor at seven. He truly believes in him. I think Amari Gaynor is going to really play for, for a GM like Chris Nee. Asante Samuel, while he's slight in stature, he's a big-time leader on and off the football field. I like that. Knee seems like he really has something gelling with this team. Um, he misses on a quarterback, but that's okay because Chubba Purdy's coming to town. Um, but what he what he lacks on the offensive side of the ball, he makes up in his secondary. Guys like Nico Dotson, Hamza Nazaruddin, um, they're going to be roaming back there. It's going to be hard to get any passes completed. He believes in guys like Chaz Neal and Wyatt Rector. I like that. We're going to see DJ Lundy pull double duty at linebacker and fullback. Great value pick there at 33. This is, guys, this is a landslide decision, but Chris Nee wins the 2020 FSU draft. He's not going to score a point for like three weeks. I get it. It may be a slow start, especially if my quarterback's injured. Travis J can run around too. But I did take the quarterback that works with an offensive line that's not going to be great at blocking. Yeah, I don't know exactly what my rundown was, but that it made sense to me. <laughs> Go ahead, Sinone. Where was he wrong? I mean, everywhere, everywhere. This is just dominate, just dominating fashion. There was like three picks I would want back. Halfway through the draft, he got you out of your. I got right back into it. And it didn't matter. The first the You started first, acting out of character at 20 and really never regained your composure. I started acting in character on 20. Taking guys like Jordan me. Young at 32. I mean, you know. I needed a wide receiver. The beginning you know, of the draft, the value demonstrated here. But eventually everyone's going to be like, oh, Brendan took James Blackman. And he's not going to do very well. You know, I'm what? a man of the people. Once again, Mike Tyson's right. Everybody comes in with a strategy until they get punched in the mouth. <laughs> And in this situation, needed the punching. All right, we'll let the people decide. But you know what? We should put the rosters up there first without any names attached to it because people will no. just vote against no. me. No, no. This was fun. This is a great time. I enjoyed it. All right. Uh, Josh, you have any – before we go, do you have any messages for the people? Today is the last day that we're running the 50% off site, uh, 50% off promo on the Knowles 24 seven site. If you guys have been on the fence kind of thinking like, Oh, I'm going to sign up. I'm going to do it. Well, the season's here. We've been running this promo for a month at the at midnight tonight. It's going to turn off. I guess that's how they do these promos. <laughs> they turn Expires. them off. It's, it's like Cinderella. Yeah. It goes off into the ether of the internet. Um, but yeah, now's the time to do it. All right. Yeah, guys, we've actually uh, 
check out Nose 247. You've been on the fence because the content I've been proud of, of everything that we've done this past month. So, so give us a try. Check us out. We have good inside information, fun writing, and in addition, this amazing podcast on the bench. Five-star reviews. Josh, how many stars did you give my draft? I give you two stars. I give Chris five. Oh, all right. Well, all right. Hey, calm yourself. Have you seen my offensive line? <laughs> I believe in you. We're, we're going to take some bullets those first few weeks and have to learn a little. I'm just oh, kidding. you're taking the Jeremy Prude approach. I like yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Halftime at a BC game. None of you going to like me. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. All right. For Chris Knee, Josh Newberg, I'm Brendan Snow. This has been On the Bench. Five-star reviews for this podcast, please. It does help out. Uh, Team sticking the landing with the win, regardless of what Josh says. Oh, damn. It was the landing stickers. Sticker landing. You couldn't stick that. (laughs) (laughs)